Welcome to episode 68 of the Bomber Brothers Podcast, part of the Pinstripe Alley community of podcasts. Sean and Ryan here to talk about more live baseball, actual baseball happening. It's still incredibly exciting to have. There's definitely been some scares that there won't be any live baseball for much longer, just given everything going on with the Marlins and then the Cardinals. Um, But Sean, for now, there's live baseball, and it seems like Aaron Judge is trying to make the most of it until there isn't live baseball and I just I just sincerely sincerely hope that this baseball season can make it to the finish line because just watching right now has been so much fun because we are getting to watch 2017 Aaron Judge right now two home runs last night as we record on on Monday morning and Obviously, just not two home runs. They're two Aaron Judgean home runs, the last one going 470 feet, which was the game winner in the bottom of the eighth inning. I mean, the guy's just unconscious right now. But it sounds like we're going to keep getting baseball because Rob Manfred said he's not a quitter. So <laughs> apparently if you if there's like a worldwide pandemic, as long as you're not a quitter, you'll be fine. Um, so, okay, great. Um, we'll get we'll get to the finish line. Maybe no major leaguers will be left, but we'll be there. Yeah, they'll uh, be calling us up, and Manfred will still be saying, you know, we we don't quit here. If I uh, if I get three uh, if three times I hit the ball as far as I can, I might be able to hit it where Judge hit that second home run last night. <laughs> um, but geez, yeah, man. I mean, just watching him the last week has been absolutely amazing. Big, big home runs. Not just last night, but a big home run against Baltimore, too, in that game where, um, you know, we were all freaking out. Where's Tommy Canley? And it turns out Tommy Canley needs Tommy John, which stinks. But, um, you know, uh, Judge could judge to the rescue. And then last night, too, I mean, twice, you know, he brings them back in the game with his first homer. And then the second one, obviously, after. Uh, you know, I thought about what A-Rod and Vaskirchen were talking about, and while that broadcast was horrible, they, they made a good point. How many times does LeMahieu extend an inning to get Judge in at bat? And he did it twice last night, and obviously the first one was a game-tying single and, um, it, you know, a huge hit in its own right, but then it gives Judge the chance to hit the ball to, you know, New Jersey. Um, and... That's it. And I always get pissed, pissed when people say that because I don't think the stadium actually faces New Jersey if you hit it out that way. So No, it does It's it's a, it's a, it's a Connecticut. So yeah. there you go. Hit it, hit it my way. But yeah, it, um this is this is the Aaron Judge we've wanted to see since his rookie season when he was putting up those MVP numbers and when he's when Aaron Judge is playing like this I try to be as objective as possible, even though I'm a Yankee fan. But I, I feel like he's the most exciting player in baseball to watch when 
when he's playing like this because every at bat is just something that you don't want to miss because you could see a titanic home run and also because he's a great fielder as well so it's always exciting but just because even what was it saturday when he when he doubled uh turned that double play on that shallow fly ball to right field made a great shoestring catch on sunday so it's just everywhere everywhere he is he makes he makes an impact again i think he's the most exciting player to watch when he's when he's on his game maybe maybe mike trout not notwithstanding but um but yeah it's been it's been incredible and this is the this is the Aaron judge we've been really wanting to see because also of just the direction his home runs are going five of his six home runs have been to left field and last year only two of them i believe of his what was it 27 home runs something like that and he came into last season saying he wanted to change his approach with two strikes we kind of saw that happen with him going the other way a lot and hitting a lot more balls on the ground and like you mentioned about the broadcast last night they also brought up the good point that you can't defend against the ball over the fence and that's why ground balls are no longer cool because of shifts and and things like that so those Judge. were the only two good points on the broadcast. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. just for clarity, there were there were a couple, there were a couple things that were not the best. <laughs> we can get to that, but I, I, you know, that that is a great point, and, and the reason I think Judge is is you know, the the reason these kind of players like Aaron Judge, Mike Trout are more exciting because you know you could be a slap hitter and have a lot of speed, but you could even be on top of your game and be you know, lining the ball right at people. Aaron Judge is actually hit. And I, I said this before, before we started recording, Aaron Judge is batting 290. His batting average on balls in play, which does not include home runs, obviously, because it's not in play is 214. So he's actually hitting. It's a terrible luck, but because he's hitting the ball 400 feet, every time he hits the ball, it's uh, it's not a problem because you can't defend the ball when it's hit into the left field bleachers or into the upper deck in left field. Like, it's just absolutely – he's absolutely murdering the ball right now. Um, five straight games with a homer, six six home runs in five games. It's, you know, could you – could aside from Canely and Paxton, could you have scripted a better start to this year? Oh, no, of course not. I mean, even, even just in terms of flat-out wins and losses, this is one of the best starts in franchise history. And it's and, – and also the – at the same time – the Orioles just swept Tampa Bay. It's uh, it was watch it was, out for Baltimore. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I think the Yankees kind of show that they don't really need to watch out for Baltimore. Maybe other yeah. teams in the division do, but, but not but not the Yankees. But yeah, it's you know the only. I feel like you know watching the Yankees right now. The only thing that kind of like. I don't want to say hampers my excitement because honestly, watching baseball again has been fantastic, especially with the Yankees playing the way they are. But for example, you know, you watch Aaron Judge last night, and like I just keep going back to like, man, I wish we had 162 games of this because just imagine the numbers that Judge could put up. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely felt watching the game um, Friday night, which was you know it was a pretty decently played game. Man, I wish I could just be at the ballpark like that'd be that'd yeah. be great to be there but you know it, it happens but 
Uh, I mean, you know, we're eight games into the season. Judge and Stanton have combined to hit eight home runs. They both have W. Judge has WRC plus of 244. Stanton's mm-hmm. at 206. And then, like, when you think about the question marks, like, oh, can G- Gio repeat what he did last year? Can DJ LeMahieu do what he did last year? Well, DJ LeMahieu is hitting 400. And Gio Urshela has an OVP of 419. So, yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty good with, with what they've both done so far. And, um, you know, Voigt's hit a couple big, big dingers. Um, and, you know, Talkman's done a nice job. Hicks, I, I think we all expected Hicks to come back a little slowly after the Tommy John and everything like that. But, I mean, really, it's just been uh, been pretty fantastic. And the bullpen's done a great job, too. Yeah, yep, they have. They're going to have to continue to because, like you mentioned, Canley's out for the year and, and beyond because of Tommy John, which is a brutal, brutal break. I mean, he's been one of the most valuable relievers the Yankees have had since they traded for him in the David Robertson deal. He's lethal against lefties as well, so he was – just always deployable in in big situations so that was that was a tough blow but but like you said everyone seems to be contributing right now dj lemay who what is he something absolutely ridiculous like seven for seven with runners in scoring position or something like that he he had a four hit night followed it up with a three hit night um and and geo urshela i I feel like I've already bought in that that 2019 wasn't a fluke. I mean, he he what was it? The I believe it was the first game of the Boston either the first game of the Boston series or the last game of the Baltimore series where he had three hits. One of his outs was a line, was a line out and like all of his batted balls were above 95 miles an hour. Then he hits the grand slam and then yesterday he gets another three hits i mean this this guy just looks like he actually is the real deal not to mention he's apparently the best defender in the american league oh my god so i <laughs> love joe rochella like that that was so and bad I, my wife thinks it's very weird how much i like joe rochella but um yeah matt chapman is a much better third baseman like i'm sorry i'm sorry but A-Rod it's is seriously a fool. not even close i mean we all knew a-rod was a fool but um yeah. And it's, it's funny, like people complain about Fox, but dude, I, I, and I can't stand Smoltz, but give me the Fox broadcast every day of the week. If, if I don't have to listen to ESPNs at this point, it's, uh, it's, and it's what's tough. going on with Matt Vaskirchen's microphone. I mean, he sounds like he's recording on like stage works equipment that we, uh, we used when we had a garage band. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's true. It I also sounded like he was possessed by the devil when, when, uh, <laughs> A uh, when Judge hit the first home run, I loved like, that. I, lo- I love like I love knowing that like oh like Judge also like is puts these other you know professional baseball announcers in disbelief and like gets them like pretty much just like giddy with excitement. I actually loved Vescursion's home run calls for Judge um, last night, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's tough to probably put these productions together right now since they're not at the actual park, but. But yeah, I mean, A Rod, come on, like, not not okay. He doesn't just say that Urshela is is firmly the best third base third baseman in the American League, but you know, Vaskersian then even kind of like offers him the bailout by like bringing up Chapman, and then mm-hmm. A Rod doubles down on it. <laughs> uh, that was I don't know. It's 
A-Rod is like the most baseball-obsessed player that I think I've ever followed. And, and I feel like any interview with fellow teammates and coaches reflect that, like just how obsessed he is with the game and also the best hitter I've ever seen in my life, at least the best right-handed hitter I've ever seen in my life. Um, but yeah, he's he's got some, whether it's even number leads being better than odd number leads and Geo better than Chapman and um yeah so, so, sometimes uh sometimes his takes are, are a little questionable yeah the even odds one is is a classic that's that's for sure rather, rather be up by two than by three uh <laughs> anyway yeah it's, it's it is what it is but uh i guess that's what we have to live with on almost every sunday night because we're yankee fans but um yeah i mean I thought it was a great week. You know, the whole Phillies thing is really weird and, and unsettling. And then they, they get to play Baltimore. So you feel good about that. And they take care of business against the yeah. Orioles. Obviously one of the games was kind of scary, but um, then they come home and sweep Boston, which is just, I don't care how bad Boston is. is it's just sweeping them. It always feels great. And we've dominated them since the end of 2018, just sheer domination in the last two years. And they got to come here again. So, yep, it's exciting. It's exciting. And, uh, I mean, hopefully MLB and the players get Zach together. And when I say the players, I mean, like, the Marlins going out in Atlanta or wherever they were. And, you know, they start to take this stuff seriously. Um, because it's not just for your own protection or for your teammates, but it's for your families and everything like that. So, hopefully, you know. We should sports are a reward for functioning society, as Sean Doolittle said, and, and you know we need to start functioning a little bit better, and, and that includes some of the players that, that are breaking it. And I think you could see how serious the Yankees are this year about taking this season oh, yeah. seriously. They the contending teams are probably taking yeah. it very seriously. Yeah, you, you can you can tell there's a little bit of a different. Um, a little bit of a different swagger with the Yankees early on. They're on a mission, even in this shortened season. And it's been really fun. And, I mean, there's a couple negatives, I think, that maybe we overlooked in our excitement when we started recording. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Guardy, even though he hit a home run on Saturday, which was good for him. But, you know, he's him and, uh, you know, he's not hitting out of the gate. And um, I don't know what they're going to do with Andujar. That's an interesting question. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, those are definitely players to be concerned about. I guess I'm not concerned just because there are more than competent replacements to take over for them. Like, I feel better with Talkman at the plate right now than, than Gardner. I mean, and Talkman made a huge impact on the game last night, not just by getting on base, but by, you know, he's also three for three in stolen bases already this year. So, and, and actually just wrote about this at pinstripe alley but yeah brett gardner it's the home run notwithstanding all of his all of his strikeouts are they're coming on pitches that are just you know fully in in the zone he's not chasing his plate discipline has been there he's just he's just missing right now which is not what you're used to seeing out of out of brett gardner especially after a a career year last year and yeah I, i guess you know, you can't ever assume anything, but given given his age and the fact that, you know, he's had a lot of 
seasons in the past where he really fades in the second half of the season. But again, not really last year because his September was one of the best months of, of his season. But you kind of thought with having a lot of rest, maybe Gardner would be even more effective than, than normal during these short few months of the season. But he's really struggled at the plate. I think I think his struggles were really overlooked at first too because everyone was talking about Sanchez's slump but again he he had that titanic home run the other night but aside from that it's been a lot of a lot of swinging strikeouts at at balls in the zone which you definitely don't want to see yeah hopefully he turns it around but again when you have Talkman there who's you know produced in his short spurts as well I'm not as concerned and and I don't know I feel bad because I like Andahar, but it just hasn't been surprising to me. I just I really wasn't expecting him to produce at the plate the way he did as a rookie. Not just because I felt like you know pitchers can develop a more thorough scouting report on him, but it's also tough to come back from that labrum surgery. And in terms of the field, you know he's he's really really bad third baseman. Despite the and you can't knock him because. You can't knock him for work ethic because every time, you know, before every game when he was playing third base, you always saw video of him taking grounders and he's certainly working at it. But he's just, you know, for whatever reason, wasn't really turning a corner. So I guess, you know, a bad defender at third base is probably going to be a bad defender in left field. So I'm just I'm just not really surprised at at Andahar's struggles. I don't know what they're going to do with him, though. Trade him, I guess. What else are they going to do? I know, and this is why uh, this is why I believe we've talked we talked about this a few times, but I this is why we kind of wanted to see a trade like that happen, you know, long ago in the past when his value was was much higher. I, because now now you know now what do you get? From I think you still get something substantial. I mean, it hasn't been too big of a bad sample size, but we'll see. Well, hey, also <laughs> Hicks also looked kind of lost in the outfield last night. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, it's, I think it was just one of those games. He was fine up until up until that. So I'm not gonna, not gonna. Yeah, even when he made that one catch in the outfield, you can tell he that was he fighting, did yeah. not track it well. Yeah, yeah. I, and he was getting mad at himself. Yeah. Paxton was getting mad at him too. It was very, <laughs> very, very Jordan-esque. It was very. It was very. Um, it reminded me of Frazier's struggles on against the Red Sox on Sunday Night Baseball last year when Tanaka got got a little pissed off, which was which you never see. Yeah. Well, speaking of so. Tanaka, I mean, there's some more good news. Is he he looked fine in his debut? I, they kept his pitch count down. And oh yeah, there's more good news than that. Montgomery looked really yeah. good. He got into some trouble, but he always worked his way out yeah. of it. I know we texted. What he had four double. Yeah, plays? I know we texted about this. But how much does he remind you of Andy Pettit? Just like. Gives up a couple singles, then he just it rolls a double play like it's nothing and gets out of it. It's such a it was such an Andy Pettit appearance. Yeah, well, and like Andy Pettit, he'll continue to scare the hell out of me because one of those times those ground balls that usually roll into double plays are going to find a hole in a big spot. But I mean, one of his first starts back since Tommy John looked looked pretty good. And again, look, the Red Sox are not very good right now. And by the way, it's so much more fun when they are. Obviously, it was a lot of fun to watch this weekend just because Judge is doing his thing. And and um, 
and you know last night was a really close game but it's so much better when the Red Sox are good and like the rivalry has that added intensity but you know saying that also should say that the Red Sox also still have a, a pretty good lineup because they still have Bogarts, JD Martinez, Devers, uh Jackie Bradley Jr is off to a hot start this season. Uh, so is Christian Vasquez. So they still have a really good lineup. Their pitching is an absolute mess. But I just say that to say that, you know, Tanaka and, and Montgomery's performances shouldn't really be overlooked just because they're playing a last place team. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I, how much I mean, because the Yankees swept, it's OK to say this. But how much fun was it to watch um, Bogarts and Devers this weekend? Bogarts especially was. Oh, I know. Defense. Yeah. Um, it was Devers was yeah. too. Devers, Devers made a. He's look. Chapman's obviously the best third uh, third baseman in the league. Sorry, a Rod, but Devers is probably the most improved third baseman in the league, defensive defensive wise. Yeah, and and that mammoth home run he hit into the right field bleachers, that was not a terrible pitch from from Mike King. It just wasn't. It really wasn't. It was it was a changeup blowing in. Which you know, obviously, that's one of the easier pitches to get your bat to, especially when it's an off-speed pitch. And Mike King doesn't throw uh, too hard as it is, but location-wise, it wasn't a terrible pitch. He was just all over it. And Bogarts obviously was insane. What was he four for four or something like that? Yeah, he's just awesome. But um, yeah, I, too bad. I, I don't mind the Red Sox being bad right now. I just after 2018, I, I just I could deal with them going away for a little while. <laughs> they certainly deserve it. They traded their best player yeah. while they still had this stacked lineup, which is the craziest part about it. You know, you you came into this season with a healthy Chris Sale, so you had your legitimate ace, and then you had a lineup with all the guys I just mentioned, and then you add Mookie to that. That's still one of the best lineups in the league. It, it was uh, – questionable to say the least and now Red Sox fans can watch Mookie Betts throw out players at third base with from literally the right field foul pole which was insane to watch he got hurt though right and yeah he hurt his like middle finger or something like that so I I think he's gonna be fine give me the finger um I guess we should talk about Paxton though we brought up the positive um the positives from the starting rotation. So now we should probably talk about the uh, the negatives, the clear negative, which is Paxton right now. Not just that he's struggling, but he's also averaging about, I think it was 91.9 miles an hour when he's used to averaging around 95 and even touched 100 last year. So the velo is way, way down. He says that he's fine. You know, could it could it be a case of that he just needs to build his arm strength back up since he was sidelined with those back issues for a while? Maybe. Um, certainly, certainly hope that Velo starts climbing in his next start. I I but, feel like every time the Velo's down, everybody's like, "Oh, don't worry about it," and then something's wrong. I just it, I feel like it's never nothing, but I, you know, I, I could be wrong. I just, I, yeah. I just like that's. I always feel like people are like, "Oh, don't worry, Batanzas will be fine." Oh, by the way, he tore up his shoulder, and you know, it's like, "Oh shit." Um, yeah, I, I definitely worry a lot more when it goes from normal to to low, like Otani yesterday. Yeah. Um, I guess like right now with Paxton, it's kind of been low, mm-hmm. so I could, 
I could buy in more to the fact that he just needs to build his arm strength back up, but still definitely concerned because of his history and because the velo's down that it could be something more. Yeah. And, and I'm but glad that we'll I'm see. glad that Boone didn't run him back out there for that last thing like A-Rod wanted. Because, you know what, when his, I feel like if you know you're, you're hitting 92 and you could be throwing 95, 96, 97, and you're just, you start to overthrow, that, that's more of when you could get hurt if you're not hurt already. So just get him out. Like, man, you pitched, what, three innings? Just start building yourself back up. Work on it in the bullpen. I don't know, you know, with the back, maybe he's protecting it a little bit. I'm sure... I'm sure that's scary is, you know, having, having a back, coming back off back surgery may probably doesn't feel right to just let it rip. So we'll see. Yeah. And hopefully he comes back because they need him. They need good packs and they need, uh, they need ALCS game five packs and the one, the one they traded for, uh, especially with this new playoff format, when you're facing a team in just a short three game series, it would certainly help to have, Paxton at his best for one of those games so you can have a Cole Paxton Tanaka trio would certainly feel a lot better about a three-game series which can be really really random so hopefully Paxton's okay he certainly didn't get a lot of help from his defense last night but he also just was missing no bats at all I mean even the one Andahar misplayed was was ripped and was going to be a single uh yeah at, at the least Yep. And then Andahar had a little trouble with that one out there. Even the one that Hicks had kind of pulled off on, that was you know that was still to the base of the wall and in right center towards center, one of the deepest parts of the park. He was just he was getting hit really hard. Yeah. So we'll see. But I don't know. I uh, I'm pretty worried about the rotation. Tanaka's always going to go through that weird spell. And yeah, I'm I'm not worried about him in the come playoff time. Though. Yeah, me neither. But you know, Taka's going to go through that thing. Montgomery's, you know, he's got great stuff, but we'll see what happens with him. He can't you know, he's not not a lock. Like if you had healthy Paxton and and Severino, you you'd be feeling great right now. But we haven't seen uh, seen Paxton at his special strength yet, so that's concerning. And hopefully, he builds it back up. We'll see. Um, but, you know, one guy that I think is starting to turn it on is El Gary. He, he, he hit the – anytime Gary goes the opposite way, I start to feel good about his swing. And I think on that 2-0 pitch, he just missed that ball. He popped it up last night. Oh, he did, yeah. But uh, I feel like he's getting closer. Yeah, both of, his, both of his hits this weekend were the opposite way. He had a hard single through the right side, and then he doubled to the right field wall last night. So I definitely think he's starting to get his swing back. and. He's just—he's just not one of those guys like like Hicks right now who might not be, you know, putting up the biggest numbers hitting wise, but he still has a great. I think he still has an OPS over 800 because he can still get on base when he's slumping because he can work the count and and take borderline pitches. And when Sanchez is struggling, he just you know he swings through a lot of stuff and chases so. It's much more glaring when Sanchez is in a slump, and it's also more glaring because a ton of people love to talk about it when Sanchez is in a slump, despite the fact that we know he goes through these phases, and I think which we saw last year, he went through brutal slumps like this and still did his 34 home runs, 
840 OPS, which you'll always take out of a catcher. So I, I think Sanchez is going to be fine. And imagine this lineup with Sanchez starting to settle in and, and once Glaber Torres starts hitting, because you already have Judge and Stan going nuts and LeMahieu is hitting like crazy or Shell is red hot, Voigt's hit, hitting home runs. It's uh, It'll be pretty incredible once... You know, if Sanchez keeps this trend back towards being more productive, and once Glaber starts hitting, yeah, yeah, that's I'm 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 sure Glaber will start to hit though. That's not something I'm worried about. So no, so, not uh, at all. But I mean, that's how baseball is, right? You get guys that get hot, like like Judge and, and Stanton and and Andrew and not I'm sorry, Geo, and they'll carry the team for a little while, and then they'll get cold, but other guys will get hot. So they'll be they'll be all right. They'll figure it out. I'm. Uh, I'm just happy that so you know through eight games or seven and one, especially in a in a sixty game season. That's that's massive. Yeah, it's if every win is worth you know two point seven or whatever it is in a you know when compared to a hundred and sixty two game season, and the Yankees already you know are seven and one with with six straight wins and are already four games ahead of. Tampa, who, you know, coming into the season would was considered the biggest threat in the division. You know, maybe now I should be more worried, worried about Baltimore at five and three, but it's uh they're 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 certainly certainly in good shape right now. For sure. Can't complain at all. All right, so that's pretty much a wrap on what's been going on. Looking ahead, are you uh excited to Get to watch Didi tonight. I feel like he's going to do some damage against us, but um, I hope he does. I hope the Yankees win, but I hope Didi goes goes nuts because I love Didi and I, I, I watched I watched the first two Phillies games of the year because I just wanted to see him play again and was not disappointed. He hit a home run in both games and uh, just made me miss him even more. They should probably move the game. I, I wish they could move this game up to like three o'clock. It's supposed to hurricane out tonight, right? Like I think that tropical storm is making its way up. I know it's going to start raining here about seven, eight o'clock. So, and, yeah, and then and not that, stop until tomorrow about six when the game's supposed to start. So, I feel like you should play the game at three o'clock today. But and that that brings me to another mini rant I wanted to do because MLB has has always been pretty. You know, poor at marketing its its own sport, and kind of blew a chance to be the only sport back for a while because they were fighting over not wanting to play a lot of games because apparently owning a baseball team is a very very tough business in terms of making a profit. But why have none of these games this first week been in the afternoon? You have everybody working from home. You have kids home from school who are limited in terms of what they can do because of this pandemic. Why the hell wouldn't they load up the day with some one o'clock games? So you know what I mean? Like for me and and you who both work from home right now, waking up and seeing that games don't start till like four o'clock is absurd. I have no idea why they would do that. I I mean, I've pretty much been working from, from like really working the last couple of months. But, uh, but even when I am yeah. really working, I still have the TV on, you know, well, actually not until like three or four o'clock because there was never any baseball on. But like even, you know, even the NBA is, is making sure it has a lot of afternoon games going on. Yeah, I mean, I look, the getaway days, I think you, you should be having 
definitely one o'clock games. There's no reason not to, especially with the way that the, you know, you should be traveling with all the precautions you need to take and, you know, everything like that, get teams out of there earlier. So they don't have to rush through whatever it is to travel to the next city. So the, that Baltimore game on Thursday should have a hundred percent been a day game. Um, and there's no reason that they don't have a couple day games this week, but yeah, I agree. Look, it, I mean, for me, yeah, I can't sit down and watch a one o'clock game during the week. That's just not going to happen with the way work is right now. But um, I know like my nieces, my nephew, they're, they're kind of bored. They're on their phones all day doing nothing. And, you know, put, put the Yankees on. Why not? But yeah. we'll see. Anyway, I guess that's about it. Yeah, this weekend I'm looking forward to play the Phillies. You get to see Garrett Cole pitch tonight. Hopefully uh, he's a little bit better of a first inning than he's had the first two times through. But, you know, I can't really complain about his performance. No, no, not at all. I, Cole's been fine. I wish – yes, just calm down about Garrett Cole a little – just bring it in a little bit. It's it's a little bit much. It's, you know, Garrett Cole gives up a home run and then he's angry. It's like, see, see how angry he is? This is great. And it's like, all right, just chill, chill. <laughs> All right. Well, what are you uh, what are you looking forward to this week? Minus minus to watch DD. Minus watching DD. Um, no, I said mine is to yours. Watch yours DD. is to watch DD. Okay, so let's see. They play the Phillies a bunch. Jeez, that's four games, and then they play Tampa Bay, including a doublehead. They play. They have a doubleheader already on Saturday. Yeah, they had to switch up the schedule because yeah. of everything that's been everything that's been going on. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, you've got the Marlins who have only played like three games so far. I'll take that then. I'll I'll, I'll take a double he- a Saturday doubleheader. That sounds good to me. I'll watch. I'll I'll take the doubleheader on Saturday against Tampa, who's struggling right now, but always dangerous and always plays the Yankees tough. And I hate going to that monstrosity down in Tampa. Hopefully, the Yankees don't come back from Tampa with COVID. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I got. All right, sounds good. Well, couldn't have scripted a, a much better start. Tommy Canley injury notwithstanding. That sucks. Yeah, he's a free agent too, right? Yeah, I know. I'm really bummed because you know, not just for the Yankees in terms of Canley's one of their most valuable relievers and what's already a stacked bullpen, but just bummed for Canley because – Great personality. He's, he's really yeah. fun, yeah. So – yeah, yeah, that stinks, but hopefully that's we don't get any more, so we'll see. All right. Well, everybody keep their head down in case Judge starts hitting more dingers later, and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. All right, well, everyone enjoy a full slate of games this weekend, about eight Yankee games in the next seven days or something like that, so enjoy it. We'll be back to talk about them all next week, so thanks for listening. See you later, everybody.